Welcome to episode one of Overworked But Optimistic, focusing on ambition. We're going to look at why we have ambition, aspects of our lives in which it's important. We're also going to focus on what makes ambition so attractive and maintaining it when all you want to do is sleep through your deadlines. I'm Helen Karakulak and today I feel overworked but optimistic. And in this podcast, we're going to explore exactly that. What does it mean to be overworked? You may have heard the expression, eyes bigger than your stomach. This is a term I overuse in reference to my relationship with food, especially when grocery shopping on an empty stomach. But lately, I've found it to be applicable to my calendar as well. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career and big picture objectives, or just trying to make it through the day, this podcast is for you. So to begin, let's take a look at what we often associate with being overworked and optimistic. I asked around and these were your responses. So I'm going to say a couple of words and you'll respond with the first thing that pops into your head. Got it? Yeah. Alrighty. So the first word is overworked. Stressed. University. Hired. My wife. Yeah, same. (laughs) Optimistic. Happy. Positive thinking. Happy. That's like what I'm hoping for. Good vibes. A big thank you to everyone who joined in and I encourage all of you to keep listening as my goal with this podcast is to encompass your answers and make something relatable and fun to listen to. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's topic, ambition. When being described by others, I find that a word that pops up a lot is ambition. It's something that I value personally to motivate me, but perhaps with a little less of it, I might not be so tired all the time. Webster's Dictionary defines ambition as a desire for activity or exertion to achieve a particular end. But to what end will we sacrifice other elements of our lives in the hunt for it? Ambition is a wonderful thing to have, but is there such a thing as too much? Growing up, we are taught that ambition is something to seek, something to seize and harvest, to let guide us into adulthood and inspire passion and purpose. It's presented as a tangible, positive thing that without we have no drive, no catalyst for our stories. This idea is often present in a lot of media we consume, So let's take a listen to how it affects or describes characters that we're implored to learn from. You've got your classics going all the way back to 1623 with Shakespeare's Macbeth, Act 1, Scene 7. But only vaulting ambition, which overleaps itself and falls on the other. It's a trait of F. Scott Fitzgerald's anti-hero of the Roaring Twenties, described by Tobey Maguire's Nick Carraway in Baz Luhrmann's 2013 The Great Gatsby. Gatsby showed skill and ambition. Leo DiCaprio seems drawn to the role of ambitious men, following his performance of Gatsby with Martin Scorsese's rise and fall success story, The Wolf of Wall Street, in 2014. My name is Jordan Belfort. At the tender age of 22, I headed to the only place that befit my high-minded ambitions. If you're not one to pass up a serving of the pure groove that was Grindhouse in the 70s, Jack Hill's 1974 Foxy Brown is a cult classic exploration of misplaced ambition. When I watch TV and I see all them people in all them fine homes they live in and all them nice cars they drive and I get all full of ambition. Now you tell me what I'm supposed to do with all this ambition I got. And finally, a little closer to home, you've got Aleski Belli's 2000s cringeworthy comic parody, The Walk Boy. Haven't you got any ambition? Ambition? Ambition is just an excuse for not having the guts to be lazy. Whether you consider it to be a trait to be sought after, one that summons frustration, 
or just a word thrown in your face to motivate, we can agree that the concept of ambition is certainly present, portrayed in various ways in success stories and cautionary tales in our media landscape. Continuing my word association rounds, I asked you what came to mind when you think of ambition. Here were your responses. Goals. Success. Career. Drive. So is there any one correct interpretation of ambition? And how do our interpretations of it vary in different environments or grow with us through various experiences? To explore this, I asked a variety of participants to answer some quick questions for me. I figured when exploring how ambition grows with us and looking for a younger perspective, who better to ask than my mini-me? My six-year-old sister had an interesting understanding of ambition and podcasts, in fact. I'm sorry it's not quite the national news, Connie, but I hope you're still excited about being a part of this new endeavour of mine as I am. Do you know what ambition means? No. If you were to guess what it means, what would you think? Um, like, you're abandoning someone? (laughs) No, not quite. It sounds like it though, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. No, ambition is what they call it when you're really, really motivated. Do you know what that means? Uh, no. So motivation is like when you really, really want to do something. Like you want to do something so much. So if you're ambitious, you have a lot of motivation and you have a lot of things that you want to achieve and you have a lot of goals. Do you think you feel motivated about things sometimes? Mm, yes. Yeah, what kind of things do you feel motivated about? Um, when we do PE at school. Now for some contrast, I asked engineering consultant, 5S expert and plant manager, Emmanuel Karakulak, how much he values ambition as an employer. Uh, from a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say I'd like a minimum of 8 uh, because what it does is creates an understanding for me that the employee that I was to hire has got goals and objectives and will we'll demonstrate these goals and objectives and traits such as being proactive, showing initiative um, and demonstrating a commitment to their job. Being ambitious means they want to succeed. And if they succeed, I succeed. I also looked into how valuable ambition is from a teacher's perspective, speaking to Australian Education Union organiser and teacher of 25 years, Mrs Jan Murphy. I think ambition's really important. It gives people direction and a goal and it gives them drive. I guess it it needs to be not so much that they forget everything else in life, but ambition's really important. Ambition is also valued in team sports, says Adelaide Jaguars women's soccer coach Sean Sheehy. Ambition is better when it's done as a team. So you look at a a soccer team, a basketball team, a work team, uni, whatever it is, when you've got shared ambition amongst people, then it means in those dull moments where things soften up or motivation drops, you've got people to pick you up. We always say that teams allow you in the good moments to celebrate together and in the tough moments pick each other up. So I always think ambition is fantastic and it's a way to drive you forward, it's a way to try to achieve something higher, it's a way to, to keep that carrot in front of you and always think that good enough isn't good enough and to always reach another level. But when done as a collective, when done as a group, when done as a team, that's when you reach another level. That's when it becomes meaningful. Coaching a soccer team, it's, it's a privilege because you see a group of kids who all band together, they've all got a shared ambition, they're all there to make each other better. And along the journey, you sort of have those special moments. So uh, ambition's a special thing, especially when shared. So we can see how the value of ambition can vary while continuously being an ever-present trait to strive for. But how far is too far for ambition to take us? And how do we deal with reaching adulthood and no longer knowing how to reclaim the ambition our society seems to value so much? To discuss this, I'm joined by my good friend, Alice Murphy. Alice is an extremely hardworking, kind young woman who never fails to amaze me with her incredible attitude towards new challenges. 
Whether it's bumping in Bon Jovi, hitting play on an atrocious 80s song for amateur theatre, or making ill-advised bets against her friends, she approaches everything she does with unfaltering confidence and a large grin. She's 20 years old, currently studying a Bachelor of Arts at UniSA with a Cert three in technical production, pursuing a career in theatrical event management. She's a Netflix binging, dog-loving uni student who between bumping out musicians at all hours of the night and fumbling through coursework during the day is well and truly overworked but optimistic. It's a pleasure to be working with Helen who by my count has 34 hours in a day or a time turner. She puts most of the world to shame with the effort she puts into everything she does. Working two casual jobs, tutoring and doing university full-time would be enough to drive most of us insane. But Helen attacks it all head-on and doesn't let it stop her from writing. Studying a bachelor's in fancy words, she may be a serial procrastinator, but she isn't procrastinating her writing career. With a blog, Study Sunny, and the newest member of the Adelaide Theatre Guide review team, she'll be running The Guardian by the time she's 20, and that's in August. How are you doing today, Alice? I'm doing pretty good, considering everything. What do you mean by considering everything? Um, I've had a bit of a rough time recently because I broke my leg and had surgery, but I'm slowly getting my life back to normal, so it's pretty good. That's good. See, always focus on the positives. That's what this is all about. I'm very optimistic moving forward. (laughs) Mostly because my doctor was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's always what you want in your doctor. Exactly. When was the first time you were introduced to the idea of ambition as something that you should have? Finding out that ambition is something that exists and that you should have aren't really an event. It's a process. So when you first start reading... I don't know about you, but at my school, we had all the readers lined up and the easiest ones are at the start and the hardest ones are at the end. Yeah, and they were numbered? I think we had shapes on them. Okay. But the idea was the same. You had to, you wanted to get through all of them. And I was a naturally good reader, so I got through them all pretty fast and then I was moving on to novels and such. I think that's where the idea of ambition started for me because it was so clear, this is the start, this is the end, get through it as quickly as you can. Yeah, and the idea of goal setting that's so ingrained from that age oh completely it's like you have something driving you you need to get to that next level you need to be able to multiply fractions now you can't just add them up you need to there was always something more that you should be doing yeah sort of the next step on the way to being an educated person which in reality is your whole life but when you're young it's like okay I will be smart when I can do this kind of maths and this kind of English and this kind of science. And I think as you continue, especially in high school, is a really pivotal year, probably around about year 10, when you realise, okay, now I actually have a choice. I can do more and I can think what's the next step logically. Like for me, it was university. I knew I wanted to be a journalist. I was really lucky that I knew that that was what I wanted to do when I was in high school. Uh, I still had moments where I was like, oh, is this really for me? But I was really lucky that I knew okay well the next step is more education tertiary education high school to uni like very basic step one step to the next all very academic whereas I think at that age a lot of people think okay what's next do I go to TAFE do I get a trade what do I want to do and it causes a lot of doubt and confusion and I think that it's not as accepted as widely as it should be for that confusion to be okay Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I knew vaguely what I wanted to do, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But I still knew that whatever I did, it would involve uni because the same way that you had the first, like, number one reader and number 10 to get through, in my head and in my life, it's always been primary school, high school, university, work, retire. And it wasn't sort of until year 11 or year 12 where I was like, wait, maybe I don't have to do that. Maybe that's not for me. 
And I don't think that made me unambitious to be like, uh, I, maybe I'll go to TAFE, maybe I'll do an internship. I still ended up at university, but I think my idea of ambition when I was younger included university as like a necessary stepping stone to whatever I wanted to do. Absolutely. And I don't think that's necessarily just with university. And I think that changes depending on the person and what they grow up with as having been normalized. It changes so much. And a lot of it does go back to those reading levels and the really simple ways that we are exposed to ambition as a kid as something that you should have. And I think that contributes to a lot of negative thinking and to a lot of sadness when you're older and you're like, well, shit, what do I want to do? Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of the ideas of people being unambitious come from as well because I know when I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and I thought maybe I'll take a year off, that to me, to myself, I felt like I was being unambitious. One of the things that bothers me about the way people talk about ambition, particularly in my life, in my high school career, was when I wanted to do music, when I decided I wanted to work in theatre and I want to be a stage manager, it's very high up, but that wasn't seen as ambitious the same way it was when I said I wanted to be an engineer. I didn't want to be an engineer. Everyone told me I should be an engineer. But because I agreed with that, everyone thought I was so ambitious. But when I said, no, I'm going to do music and I'm going to do a Bachelor of Arts, I had higher goals, but I wasn't seen as ambitious. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is very dependent on the field as well. And I think the Bachelor of Arts in particular cops a lot of flack from having a not so great reputation I think we are very lucky with the resources that we have and I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a bachelor of arts obviously I'm doing one it's great but we get a lot of shit about it still like it's the bachelor of unemployment or the bachelor of I don't know what to do even though we both know exactly what we want to do and love what we're doing it's not ambitious and we're really lucky because our degrees are so focused to cater to what we want to do. Yeah. And we have a lot of great resources and we're taught how to network. We're given the tools to teach us how to progress and how to get where we want to get. But as you get older, it's a lot relying on yourself. Yeah, it's much more self-driven. And even in work, like where I work at the moment, I work casually and I work backstage, very entry level for concerts. And I want to progress through that and get to a higher level. But... And people think it, people have told me that they see me as ambitious for wanting to do that. But if I loved that job and I never wanted to do anything else, I wouldn't be seen as ambitious, even though my ambition had already been fulfilled. It would be people think that having the lot, the lower job, quote unquote, is bad, even if that's what you love. Yeah, absolutely. And too many comments like that. And just the implication that what you're doing is wrong or even that you don't know what you want to do is wrong is really damaging because it's totally fine to not know right now. I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing in five years. I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing in five months. I definitely can tell you what I'm doing in five days and that's because I have to plan a calendar <laughs> for my three jobs. But if I wasn't in the situation that I'm in, I mean, I definitely can't tell you what I'm going to be having for lunch in five days. So how do you expect me to tell you where I'm going to be living, whether or not I'm going to be in a relationship or what career I'm going to have forged in five years' time. Completely. Just bringing it back to what you said about being in a relationship, I don't like the idea that I think there is quite a gendered idea that for women and girls it's ambitious to find a partner and get married and have kids, whereas for men it's ambitious if they want to have a career and advance and be a CEO. 100%. And I think for women especially what's ambitious is to have a career not so much now I think we're very lucky we're at a generation where we've had all of these wonderful women before us that have set 
an expectation, not even an expectation, but just a standard. That, yes, a precedent. A precedent that you can work, you can do whatever you want to do. I think we're very lucky that we as girls were raised in an environment where we can feel comfortable pursuing all of these things that in a lot of places in the world, some girls still can't. And yeah, in a lot of points lucky. in time, girls like us couldn't. And I think that also translates to being ambitious at work and as a woman being ambitious and having it being degraded as your bossy. Yeah, well, or, who, who of us didn't get called bossy when they were little while a boy would get told that he had good leadership skills? 100%. And it's bossy, it's pitting women against other women in the workforce and if you want if you are ambitious and you want to progress, you always have to be in competition with someone else for the same job. You can't support each other because quite often not always if there's 10 people in this high ranking spot in a workplace if one of them is a woman and it's gonna stay that way you know that you have to compete for with that person for the job rather than you all men and women competing on an even playing field and I think that comes back to who we surround ourselves with and what attitude we have towards the people that we work with I think Um, what you're saying about it um who you surround yourself with affects it is completely true because I grew up with both my parents working and the people that I've surrounded myself with have always been, I've been very lucky that I've been able to, but I have surrounded myself with very strong women, women who are ambitious, who want to work, who want to be better and who want the world to be better as well. I think that also comes down to the ambition that we project onto others and how we rate people based on their ambition. I love talking to people who are ambitious and who are passionate about what they're doing, which I think is a huge part of ambition because it's hard to be ambitious in a field that you do not feel passionate about. At least it would be for me. Absolutely. And as someone that is very passionate, even talking to you, you are drawn to people that have the same passion and that can build on your conversation. You and I especially, we interrupt each other a lot. Yes. Because we are bursting with so much to say that we just jump over each other. Completely. And And it's never... (laughs) And I just did it just then. And it's never something that's necessarily... It's because... <laughs> <laughs> no, let me talk. No, it's never a bad thing. It's never... Like, I'm never offended when you interrupt me. <laughs> right now, if you do it again, I'll be a little bit annoyed. But I'm never offended when you interrupt me because I know it comes from a place of enthusiasm and intention and yes I want to hear exactly what you want to say after I'm finished saying what I say or like you know what I'll wait yes you jumped in awesome go go tell me all the things I will respond no one can see my hand gestures I think (laughs) the gist of (laughs) this podcast thing doesn't work for me we need to do YouTube (laughs) um no I I think I have a good face for podcasting compared to YouTube (laughs) same (laughs) Um, <laughs> I know what you mean because despite the fact that you are very passionate about something different different to what I'm very passionate about we both have this drive and we both love it in each other we both love it in the other people that we know to be like this is an amazing thing and I am passionate and you're gonna have to hear me talk about things that you don't really understand and I hear you talk about things that I don't really understand but that's okay because passion and optimism is important and awesome. Would you say it's important to surround yourself with optimistic people? Absolutely. 
as the great Billy Joel said, you've got so much to do and only so many hours in a day. But if you spend those hours dwelling on the bad, you're only hurting yourself. So yes, slow down, you're doing fine, but we can aim for better than fine. In the practice of positive thinking, if you find yourself lacking ambition as I have of late, why not try some positive reinforcement? So what I want to end on is by naming something that you have to get done this week and something that you're going to celebrate getting it done. So when I say something you have to get done, something that you're not looking forward to, but you do have to do. I have to get ready to move rooms, so I have to pack again, even though I moved less than a year ago. But I'm going to celebrate with my friends on Friday night after I get everything done. Awesome. So I have an assignment due on Sunday, which I am not super looking forward to. And I have been kind of nervous about it, but I am going to celebrate getting it done by aiming to submit it a day early on Saturday and then going out to brunch with my stepmom on Sunday. Well, that's it for Overworked But Optimistic, Episode 1, Ambition. I hope you enjoyed our exploration of why we have ambition and aspects of our lives in which it is important. A big thank you to everyone who agreed to be on my podcast. I really appreciate all of you for letting me ask you questions and I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more Overworked But Optimistic, tune in in two weeks and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at OVButOP.